You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Well, hello, everybody. It's Ashley. If I have not got the chance to say hello and introduce myself either here on our face or on our Facebook page, let me just take a second to say hi. I am one of the co-founders of Homefront Heroes Ministries, and it is always so exciting for me to get on here and share and um, dig into these topics together. I I know um, what it has meant to me in my life to have women in this military life who have reached out their hand for me and said, Hey girl, some of these days are going to get hard and let me prepare you for it. And when they did that, not only did they give me practical advice, but there have been women who have reached out for me and said, it's more than just the practical. It's the spiritual. And it's what God is going to be faithful to do for you in you and through you as a military wife. So if you don't have someone like that in your life, can I just say for a second, that is what we would love to be for you. Just picture us here across the table, sitting on a couch. If you are with me now, I would invite you with a cozy blanket and a cup of something warm. And I would just let you spill your heart out, (laughs) spill mine as well. And we would dig into all the hard and messy places of this life. So one of the things we're going to talk about today, or the thing we are going to talk about today is the power of the word of God. And if you're not familiar for this, or maybe you just need a refresher, a reminder, let me just say that this is one of the most powerful places of our walk with the Lord that we could connect to, understand, tap into, if you will. And so we're going to get into that right now. Looking into the word of God, look at that. We're going to look into the word to learn about the word. We're going to connect a few dots of scripture just to see what does God say about his word and what does the word say about its power? So we read in, in the book of John that in the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. And later we read that when Jesus came to earth, it was the word of God that became flesh through him. In Ephesians 6, we read that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And we see this modeled for us in the gospel when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days as Satan sat and spewed nothing but lies and manipulated versions of truth. And Jesus responds with nothing other than the full and complete word of God. Later, when he's feeling hungry and weak, the enemy continues to tempt him. And he says, Jesus, if you are so hungry, turn these rocks into loaves of bread, feed yourself. And Jesus says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word out of the mouth of the living God. And you guys, for so many years, I let my Bible sit on my nightstand walk past it every day, some days feeling tired, overwhelmed, weary, burdened, heavy, sad. 
whatever it is that you're feeling today. And I would walk past that nightstand and not understand what it was that I was passing by, what it was that God wanted to say to me through his word and how he wanted to revive me in his presence. And I would just let it sit there. So it's not just about the words on, on a page. It's what we learn about the character of God. It's what we read about when Jesus, what Jesus said and why he came. And it's the examples that are set by all of those who have come before us, who have endured trial, who have witnessed and performed miracles and all, all by the name and power of Jesus. So I ask you, a military wife, do you know the character of God? Do you know what he's capable of? Do you know his promises to you? Do you know that the power you have within you through him? If you do not know this, let's just take a minute and remind ourselves what it is that the word is for us in our relationship with God. And we'll look back to some of these um, points in scripture that I've just mentioned. So first, so important, the word is your weapon. We see in Ephesians 6 that it is the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit. And after that, we see in Ephesians 6, 12, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and against the comics, cosmic powers over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You guys, the word is your weapon against the enemy. And Jesus modeled us for that, modeled that to us as he was tempted by him in the desert. He said, he could have said anything. He's Jesus. He could have said whatever he wanted to the enemy in that moment. And he could have rebuked him right, right then and there. But he modeled for us the power of God's word, the fullness of God's word in that moment. So if you think of prayer and your time in prayer with, with God and against, um, against the enemy and just over your family, you can think of prayer as your battlefield. And as you go to that place, then you can think of the word as your weapon. So praying and meditating over the scripture is so important, and this will help you understand the fullness of your weapon. And I'm going to go military here for a second, because I know I'm talking to a bunch of military wives, our husbands, they train diligently with their weapons. They know it inside and out. They could use it without thinking. And they train over and over and over and over again. So that when they're under pressure, when they're in battle, when the enemy's approaching, they can, without thinking, use that weapon to its full case capability to protect them, to protect their, their, uh, battle buddies and to fight against the enemy without thought, because it is ingrained in them. They fully know their weapon and they would never enter battle without it. They would never enter those combat zones without being prepared with the weapon they have been trained to so diligently <laughs> understand. So it's the same thing, you guys. We are told, Jesus tells us, you are going to have hard days. The enemy is going to prowl around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And I have given you everything you need. I have been faithful to meet you there, to fight against him, to use this word, to use the power of my name, to, to weaken him, to flee from you. Because when your strength, you guys, is coming from the Lord, when we're connecting to the power of the word, we are not going to grow weary. We're going to exhaust the enemy. 
The word says that if we seek God and resist the devil, he will flee from us. So the word is your weapon. Know it fully. Store it in your heart. And the world, as the world is, is adopting to more and more of those half-truths and manipulated versions of scripture in the same way that Satan used the word of God, but he only used a portion, a portion of it. He used the word of God to tempt Jesus, to manipulate him, to torment him. And it was the full word of God that rebuked him. So know what the word says. And we know that the Bible says that the word sustains us because the word is alive and active because Jesus is alive. You are more than just your body and mind. You are also spirit. If you didn't know that, and we're so diligent in taking care of our mind, we're taking care of our body, we're exercising, we're eating whole, clean foods. We're taking hot bubble baths. And I think that we've done, um, some, some great progress in speaking up for ourselves and taking the pressure off of ourselves, especially as women in our homes and in our relationships to speak up when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling burdened, um, to, to communicate with our husbands where we need, um, their support and their encouragement. And I think we've done great things in some of those areas. And there's nothing wrong with taking a minute for yourself, getting some exercise, eating well, We know that that is all so important for our bodies, but that is only temporary. A good run is only going to last for the day. If you don't do it again tomorrow or the next week, that whole food will nourish your body for the day. But if you don't do it again and again and again and again, you can, you can eat a whole, whole clean meal. But if you eat ice cream every day after that, that one meal isn't going to do much for you. But the word of God, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Yes. We have to connect with God daily. It says that we need him hour by hour, but he's not temporary. What we invest in the word of God does not return void in us or in our lives. And God is faithful to sustain us more than food or um, exercise could ever care for our bodies. The word cares for our spirit and our spirit needs to connect to the vine, which is Jesus. Your body needs the word of God just as much as you need whole, clean food and exercise and sleep just as much, if not more, you need time in the presence of God and you need to have his word soared in your heart. Your children need the word of God. So work on memorizing it, meditating on it, talking about it often, and the spirit will use it when you need to be reminded of it again. And that's the other thing we want to talk about. The spirit uses the word to convict us and to draw us to repentance. And I know that sometimes this can be hard to understand or understand the need of confessing our sin or maybe not realizing what our sin is doing to us. And we're going to have another episode on that. So stay tuned. Um, but the, the spirit, the Holy Spirit also helps you understand the word of God. He's a faithful teacher. So if this feels overwhelming or too much, just start with a little bit at a time. That's even biblical. It doesn't say to start eating big portions of juicy meat. It says to start small, to start on milk, just as a baby would, and let the Lord lead you to bigger, deeper truths. Um, But in 2 Timothy 3, we read that all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting for training in righteousness, 
so that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. The, the Lord is going to use his word to teach you, to correct you. We won't know the things that we need to confess if we don't read about it in his word and spend that time with the Lord to help the spirit to bring those things to the surface and draw those things to our attention so that we can in turn lay those things at the, th- the feet of God, confess those things um, before him and ask him to remove all the things that are separating us from him. It's not enough though, to just read it. Okay. Let's, let's think about this for just a second. I am um, living in Germany right now, and it's been a hard few months here. If you are stationed overseas with COVID and all the lockdowns, I feel like there's been a lot of uh, rainy days, if you will. There's been a lot of challenging seasons, although we're in such a beautiful place. I've had just some lonely days and some hard, challenging days getting adjusted here. But it's so gorgeous. As I look outside, I've been watching, spring is here. I've been watching all of the farmers in the last couple months get out on these big, beautiful, open pieces of land and start to um, labor and prepare the soil. They're planting the crops. And there are a lot of rainy days here real rainy days, a lot of dark clouds. Um, but I just thought I found it so interesting that it, because of all of that rain, this place is so incredibly beautiful. And had those farmers not been out preparing the soil, expecting the rain, then what came out of the ground would have looked a lot different had they not been out there working and sowing and planting and preparing. If they had gone out there and done nothing, when all of this rain came, there would be just mud and maybe even so much rain that the ground would now not even be fit for planting or harvesting. It would just be puddles, puddles of nothing but water and dirt. But because of the work that they've done and the diligence that they've had to prepare the soil for the days they knew were coming, the rain wasn't here yet. The days that they knew were coming, what came out of the ground looked a lot different because of the work and time that they had invested into it. And now we have these beautiful, bright yellow fields of, would you guess it, mustard flowers. And we know that the word of God says that if you just have faith, just as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move. All you need is those tiny seeds of faith, and God can do so much in your life. Just believe that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do and be obedient. Keep his commands because they're not burdensome. His yoke is easy on you, military wife. It's light. It's freedom. It's not chains. It's the exact opposite of that. And so I ask you, how are you preparing your heart for the rainy days that we are promised will come? And I know that's hard. But we know there are going to be hard days as a military wife. We know we are going to have pain and hurt and heartbreak in this life. And what are we doing to prepare our hearts to stand when those days come? Because they will come. So I want to read to you from Luke chapter 8, where Jesus talks about just the parable of the sower. And he's telling this crowd as they're gathering around him um, that, that Jesus shares this parable. A sower went out to his seed. 
And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and it was trampled on and the birds of the sky devoured it. Other seed fell on the rock. And when it grew up, it withered away because there was nothing there since it lacked moisture. Other seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And still other seed fell on good ground. And when it grew up, it produced fruit a hundred times what was sown. And he said this, he called out, let anyone who has ears listen. And so later, just a few verses down, he starts to explain. They're starting to ask him, what does this mean? What are you, what are you talking about? He's speaking in a parable. And he says, here's the meaning of this parable. The seed is the word of God. The seed along the path are those who have heard. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the seed on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. But having no root, they believe for a little while and fall away in time of testing. And for the seed that fell among the thorns, these are the ones who, when they have heard, go on their way and then are choked with worries and riches and the pleasures of life. Do you hear that? Even good things can take the word from you. And so they produce no mature fruit, but the seed in the good ground. These are the ones who, having heard the word with an honest and good heart, hold on to it and by enduring produce fruit. So military wife, giving our hearts over to God, humbling ourselves in his presence, allowing him to alert us to our sin and being faithful to confess it to offer forgiveness to those who have wronged us, just as this forgiveness from God has been so freely given to us, being gracious with one another's faults and allowing him to work in our hearts, to transform our hearts, to ask him, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Remove the sin from me. Spend time in his presence. Let his praise be on your lips. Let no evil cross your mouth. And you, military wife, will be preparing your heart just like the soil. You'll be storing your wor this word as good seeds that will fall onto a heart that has been transformed by God. So when the seeds of the word enter your mind, pierce your heart, it will find itself on good ground. And by enduring, when you hold on to his truth, when you stand firm on your faith, you will produce good fruit. So military wife, I just want to leave you with this hope on the home front that God will be faithful to allow you to carry you through any trial, any hard day you will face. But we have to do the work of time in his presence. It's as simple as that. Time in his presence. Believe who he says he is. Believe what he says he will do. Allow him to grow your faith. Allow him and invite him to work in your heart. Confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that Jesus, that God raised him from the dead and you, military wife, will be saved, equipped for every good work and standing on a firm foundation of whatever this military life brings your way. You, sister, will not be shaken. And that is your hope on the home front. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.